Well, I, I got to tell you, you're not going to find anybody, I think, in the world now that hasn't heard about the Gabby Petito case, as tragic as it is. But I, I got to be honest with you, this thing has bothered me ever since we first heard about the details. Hey, thanks for finding the Cool Dad Rules. This is Bill Adams, and I know I normally try to find, you know, we try to find the lighter angles of parenting. We try to, you know, make light of this stuff so we can all love this job a little bit more. But this was just so tragic, and I think what's driving me crazy about this is, is there a way, I mean, as a dad, and you know for a while, if you've been listening for a while, that I've got two teenage girls, is there a way for a dad or a mom to be able to recognize signs if your kid of any age is in some kind of abusive relationship? Well, as tough as subject matter as this is, I think there's good news here. I actually think there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know what cemented this in my mind? Something that Gabby's own dad said just here recently about this. It was kind of like a word of advice, and if there's any light we can take from all of this, here's what he said. If there's a relationship that you're in that might not be the best thing for you, leave it now. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the most important message of all. Well, I'm certainly no dating expert, but I know who is. Kelly Smith is a certified relationship coach. She's the author of Out of the Darkness. It talks about love and leaving a bad relationship, but I think even more importantly, she's the founder of Be Brave Coaching. She's in it. She's in the thick of it. She helps teens and adults get out of toxic situations. So with all that said, Kelly, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It kind of gives advice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to throw the, the biggest question of all at you right away, which is kind of unfair. Is it possible? Is it possible to recognize, you know, as a parent, that your, your child of any age uh, is going through some kind of a toxic relationship? And is it possible for us to step in or should you even do that? It's absolutely possible if you know what you're looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for, you will miss the signs. The same way that a woman or a man gets into a relationship, even as an adult, cannot see the signs of someone who is throwing up red flags. Right, so right. As parents, we know we can absolutely see it. Well, I should probably just get right to this. I think maybe we should just identify them, Kelly. What would be the biggest red flags, the most important, maybe even obvious ones you should look out for in any toxic relationship? So the biggest thing I think what's going on, I'm going to say this day and age, if that doesn't date me, but. <laughs> is the fact that I've noticed this more and more parents are encouraging their kids in middle school to get into quote unquote relationships. And for me, that it blows my mind. So the first thing we have to look for is how old are our kids when they start quote unquote dating and why, why are we letting our middle school children date? Because as we know, as we get older, we get into actual relationships, marriages, et cetera. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. So we're teaching our kids a very young that relationships are just fun. When in reality, they are not fun. You have to be accountable for other people's feelings at times and be there for someone else and give up parts of you. But dating too young, middle school is, is too young. Elementary school is too young to have these sorts of relationships, even Some relationships that our kids go through in high school, they are too young. We tend to miss the signs of little Susie was super happy. She was a cheerleader. Now, all of a sudden, she's dressing differently. She's not eating the stuff that she used to like. She's asking questions. Do I look too fat? Do I look too thin? Changing hair color. You know, Billy is coming in out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, Billy's the only one you see. You don't see little Susie's friends anymore. So he starts to kind of invade her life and take over. And as parents, we know that 
we have our own lives. Some of us are from our divorce. Some of us are dating. So we get sometimes caught up in our own lives and we don't really pay attention to what Susie's doing anymore because she seems fine. Doesn't that go to, that's brilliant actually, Kelly. And I think that goes to back to something that I've actually thought for a long, long time in a weird kind of way. I've seen this with other parents and God, I hope I didn't do this with mine. We, I know it sounds bizarre. Even as teenagers and middle schoolers, we kind of push kids into relationships. And I do mm-hmm. mean not just having fun and not just hanging out. It's like, you know, oh, are you dating someone? Is it serious? <laughs> what a dumb mm-hmm. thing to say. I mean, yes. really. I'm going to agree with that. It absolutely is. We put, the, we put this unnecessary pressure on our kids to jump into these relationships. We have, in, in the community where I live, um, I've seen this firsthand. I've seen this, and I'm, I'm watching this unfold, and I've seen parents who encourage their kids to drink, parents who are okay with certain things. They have their entire lives to be in relationships and to drink. Why don't we, I mean, just for the heck of it, throw it back old school and spend time with our kids? Like going to a park, going to the movies or whatever it is. We know, both of us know how hot it is to spend time with teenagers, but it's instead of pushing them into directions they don't belong in for whatever reason, why don't we encourage them to have more conversations with us, talk about these things. I think a lot of times parents don't want to talk to their kids about sex. They don't want to talk to their kids about drugs. They don't want to talk to kids about relationships because if they do, they have to be vulnerable. And as parents, to a degree, we feel like we are the superior. They do not get to know certain things. And that is it. But what if we broke down those walls and said to little Susie, you know what? When I was dating so-and-so, when I was in middle school, he hit me. Does, you know, Johnny ever hit you? Does this happen? Instead of accusing and saying, you're not seeing this person, you're not doing these things, let's open up the lines of communication with them. It's not that big of a change either. It's something everybody can do. And let's say, Mm -hmm. fast forwarding, that you've got that awesome open relationship and and God, we all want this as parents, don't we? That if there's anything, any abuse going on, something, you know, anything toxic they would come to you. Well, then, mm-hmm. then the real work starts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. what do you say? Then how well, much, how much do you jump? Because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I find out someone's hitting my daughter. They're not going to be mm-hmm. walking the earth for very much longer. I'm just going to be honest no, no, with no. you. Yeah, but, they are. But that's mm-hmm. probably a little extreme. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but, but what if you're not that extreme, what are you going to, where, how do you take it to the next step where you're, you know, you're not going to undo all that work you just did and scare your, scare your daughter away? Well, you know what? That's a perfect question because, and I have an, a real life answer for you because my oldest son, who's now 26, was in an abusive relationship with a girl. Oh, wow. Um, and that was really hard. So how did I find out about that was one day he was home because he had gotten hurt. He was playing lacrosse and I heard her screaming at him on the phone, calling him weak, calling him names, putting him down. And he was sitting there on the bed in his little cast and he was scared. He didn't know what to do. So I walked in and I was like, and I'll t- what you just said, ooh, I'll tell you, as a mom, as a mom, I was like, I'm going to, you know, and then I'm like, no, I'm not. And I knew it's exactly, I did not want to throw away all the work I had put in, you know, with, with, with him, right. with the non-judgment and the come to me, I'm a safe place. So after they hung up, I was like, hey, how did that, how did that make you feel? And he was like, that feels really bad. I'm like, why do you think she talks to you like that? And right. then, you know, we. We had a conversation about it. So instead of saying to him, I don't want that bee at my house anymore, I said, how did that make you feel? When we get our kids to talk about how they feel, yes, even the boys, they are able to hear things they normally wouldn't be able to hear. 
So I sat with him and I was patient with him for another maybe six months or so until he finally ended that relationship. So I was the safe space in the open door while I wanted to absolutely destroy someone. Yeah. Um, but I had to remain true to the mom that I had worked so hard to become with him. And after that, the trust was still there with us. So now he still comes to me and he's still very open with me and it's over. And now that he's dating again, he will say to me, what do you think about this? Do you feel this is a red flag? So it's that communication and opening up and actually letting them feel safe with you. See, but that's, but you're a smarter individual than I am, Kelly Smith. That's why you're the expert. That's why I'm a dope asking all the questions here. <laughs> but what if it's, what if it's, it's interesting that you waited six months though, to see it play out and to, to, you know, give him the confidence to make his own decision about it really. But what mm -hmm. if it is something that you, you can't wait six months. It's something physical. Yeah. What can you that, do in that situation? So that's a tough one because at the same time we see our kids and we know how much we love our kids. We see them being hurt. We see them being abused and we want to swoop in. We want to save them and say, no, you're coming with me, yeah. but we can't, we can't because they are adults. They are going. So the more we, we say to them, this man is not good for you. He's hurting you. He's hitting you. He's doing all these things. You are not going to be with him. The more they go to him, because yeah. the more they're going to say, well, he's not always like this. This doesn't always happen. So as, as hot as it is to watch our kids struggle in this, we have to let them make our own decisions. We have to be the open door for them. We have to let them come to us. Hey, I noticed you have some more bruises. Do you want to talk about that? I notice that this is happening to you. What, what can we do? Do you need, do you need me to help you? What do you need me to do for you? Letting them know that you're going to be there is going to be the most difficult thing as a parent because we get reactive, yes. right? Yes. Comes to our kids. Like no matter what someone says one thing and you literally can rip a head off a body and you shouldn't, but you could, but you don't. <laughs> you're not kidding. And what I've learned here, I think anyway, and what I hope everybody else learned here is of course you have to be there. Of course you have to be concerned. And, and, and I'm sure, Kelly, this applies to anybody you care for in your life when you see mm -hmm. something happening here. But it's mm -hmm. important that you got to build that bridge and that trust first before you can even get the work done for them to come to you. Isn't that the key? It really is. And we have to start when they're little. We have to start when they're very little, when they're in their single digits, talking about you know, making, making them feel okay to ask questions, making them feel safe to come to you and, you know, and, and say different things to you and make sure you have that. If you don't build that when they're little, you will not be able to build that when they're teenagers. But when we have these kids, we have to make sure they feel safe and secure that they can come to us with absolutely anything. So when, you know, Jimmy starts hitting Sally, she can say, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to go to my mom and say, what can I do about this? And she's going to keep me safe. Yeah, absolutely. And that's got to be the key. And, uh, you know, if we can, again, just bring it at full circle here, if there's anything we can get from this Gabby Petito thing, man, I tell you, stay close, keep in touch with the kids. You know, it's like, I, far be it from me to quote 38 special, but you really do have to hang on loosely, but not let go. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, yeah. it's really, really important. They weren't kidding. And that's why you do what you do. Now, your coaching uh, aspect of what you do it's called Be Brave Coaching here. You're mm -hmm. in the thick of it now. You help people get out of relationships like this and actually thrive. But mm -hmm. where can we find you online and where can you get a hold of the book too? I, I, I would imagine the book's on Amazon, right? Yep, I have both books on Amazon. I have everything about me with my podcast and 
um, the coaching that I do on BeBraveCoaching.org. Outstanding. You're the perfect person to talk to about this. Kelly Smith, uh, Vod of the Darkness, and Be Brave Coaching. Thanks so much for the time, first of all. But more, more important than that, I think, thanks for the information. And, I mean, literally, you may be saving a life. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate you being here, too. Thanks for finding the Cool Dad Rules with me, Bill Adams. Sharing along the podcast, downloading, subscribing, to. You can also always find the Cool Dad Rules Facebook page and always on there and Instagram as well. Empowering parents is what we do every single week. So, we'll talk to you soon.